Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to a special What's the Word. Uh, this show is about finding out what inspires people to succeed in their respective careers. My name is Cheval John, and thank you for joining me. Uh, my guest uh, for today is uh, Megan Nabu, who is the author of the new v- of the new book, The Via Marketers Cookbook, and she's uh, she's here to chat with me about uh, you know about the the fact of becoming an author. Now, bef- now before we get into the interview, you know. We got. I'm gonna say like you know this show is sponsored by Offers in America, which is a co-working space, and you can visit their website at www.officeinamerica.com. And also, before we get into the interview, we're gonna hear music by uh, Hannes Barrett Hanneman with Opus One.
Well, everyone, uh, that was uh, Hannes Barrett Hanneman with Opus One here on What's the Word. And, of course, uh, you know, my guest of honor, again, is uh, Megan J. Pagan. I mean, Lavu, I'm sorry, who is here with me right <laughs> now to chat about her about her, uh, her book, The Real Marketing uh, Marketer's Cookbook. And I'm very honored for her to be back on the show. So, Megan, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Cheval. Pleasure to be here. Sorry I missed out. I was, uh, I'm new to this radio thing. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No oh, problem. So Thank new, you. So many new technology things. Every time I talk to you, I'm like, how do you do that? How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really awesome. So, now I, I know uh, people might have heard. I don't know if people might have heard uh, your uh, your when I asked you to, on the first time you were on. What's your favorite sports? But you know, for those that might not know, what is your favorite uh, sport, which I know it has something to do with that, with uh, climbing. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, man. I, well, I remember the first time you asked me, you said, do you watch sports? And I said, no, I don't watch any sports. <laughs> but yeah, I, like, I love climbing. I love climbing. We just started to um, uh, sport climb outside, and then we just learned how to lead climb outside, which is is one of the most like dangerous ways of climbing because you're basically free climbing until you clip in your rope, your lifeline basically. So we just learned how to do that, and uh, it's super fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, for those of you who might be listening to this, uh, the background music. Uh, I'm here at uh, Bolivar and Bali here in downtown Houston, which is a really good place here. And, uh, and of course, uh, my guest is uh, Megan, uh, who is in uh, California at the moment. And so uh, now I want to get into, uh, you know, we, we chat about uh, you, you writing your book, uh, The Beer Marketer's Cookbook. Uh, so yeah. can you share with us about, like, you know, the process of writing a book? The process of writing a book? Well, I'm not really well versed, and I'm sure like I did a, a more like accelerated version because it took me like two months to write it. But at the same time, uh, I've been kind of building up this book in my head for a long time, and I've been through the process of writing books or just writing it, not really launching it. That's a whole different story. So writing it is basically, you know, designing an outline for yourself. What are you going to? Uh, what are you going to talk about, right? And, and getting down a really good outline and then just just hitting it every day or consistently putting down text or putting down words. And there's different ways to do that too where it's just like you can speak and something can translate it for you as in, in text or you can, do a, you can just record your voice and have that transcribed versus just writing if you're not a real writer. Like you don't want to sit down and actually type words into a into a word processor. That's my style. I like to do that, but there's other ways to get around it. And other than that, uh, you start to put together all of your ideas. You edit it. You take away what is irrelevant. You maybe expand on things that need to be more expanded. You give it to people who, who can give you some honest feedback. And then, then it goes into design, right? Layout design, formatting, um, what else? Uh, cover design is super duper important. That's the first thing that people see, and they are going to judge you by your cover. So I highly recommend that you invest <laughs> in good cover design. Uh, and after that, then it goes into launching your book and then marketing your book, and that never really ends. So that's that's basically my rundown. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree, especially with the cover design. I mean, 
I remember when I, my very first book that I launched, you know, the cover design was very bad. I had a bad review on <laughs> on uh, Amazon, but of course I got, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but uh, but after that, I you know I got it redone and it you know it got better. So I I was really happy yeah. with that. And I'm, but it's but of course now like you know you know you're a speaker and of course you host a very popular podcast called Get in the Lab. So I want to know, uh, it, you know, was it always uh, your goal of being an author or was it just like something that just came about because of the fact that now it seems as if, if this is a day, day and age where like for professional speakers, they have to have like a book out to gain like mm. more credibility. Yeah, um, I always wanted to be an author, even before I got into the podcasting world. I actually written things like um, memorial type things, not memorial, uh, memorandum type of things. I used to think about, like I read a lot of comics when I was young, and I would like come up with my own stories, and I would write them, and it was just for me. I didn't publish it anywhere, but I just liked, I liked the process of writing. Um, I think I'm a better writer than I am a speaker. Um, and so I really enjoy writing. So I always wanted to be an author, and I put out this, like, really loose goal when I was, I don't know, when I was, like, 25 or something. And then I said, by the time I'm 30, I want to write a book. <laughs> so I didn't know it was going to lead to, you know, it was going to connect to whatever I'm doing right now, which is video marketing. But I'm happy because I'm going to turn 30 this year. So I made that goal happen. Yay! And, um... I always wanted to write a book, so uh, it it just so happens that personal brands usually come with a book, so that kind of works out. Uh, but yeah, I always wanted to to be an author. All right, now I gotta ask this. Uh, you know, for like I noticed, I I don't remember where where I saw this, but uh, you know, your you know Amy Spintower, you know, who's in the process of writing her uh, first book, she basically said this, mm-hmm. you know, in a in an interview, I believe, with Joe Tom that says, like, now, like, in the in the speaking industry, you have to have a book out now. So, mm. so for those of us who are, uh, you know, that are, think, that are entrepreneurs or, or in a sense, college students who are trying to, like, gain employment, do you think that they should go this direction in having a book out, or should they just, you know, do, like, you know, the different stuff, like, you know, podcasting or or having a blog per se. Mm, you're you're talking. Could you repeat that for people who are who are just looking for employment? Is that what you said? Oh, not just employment. Like if uh, like like not just employment, but if they're like entrepreneurs per se. Uh huh. If they're trying to uh you know if they're trying to uh you know separate themselves from the crowd, do you think that they should oh, go about yeah, yeah, yeah. it and write a book, or should they just stick with like podcasting or like having a blog per se? It depends. I would bank on your strengths. I would know yourself. Like you, you should really have a good baseline of who you are as a person, what your strengths are, what your talents are. And if you have a skill that you can develop from those talents, then whatever medium fits that, that strength, right? That skill. Like me, I I had a really kind of like talent for somewhat performing I like to perform like that's just like uh there's there's something in me that likes to perform at the same time I get very like nervous and anxious so I developed it you know I trained at it and that translated into making video content more than any other content that I make 
because I, I just really enjoy it. So if you have a talent and you can turn that into a skill and the best way for you to share that talent with the rest of the world is either a podcast, a book, or a show, or a, a, a course, or whatever, you know, it has to match up. You can't just be like, uh, I just want to write a book just because, because that's aimless. I think if you have a better understanding of who you are, like a really core understanding of who you are and what your strengths are and, and how you can reach people, the most effective way is via a book or via, uh, you know, video, then go that way. There should always be some kind of why and a good solid reasoning behind what you're doing. If you're just doing it because it's the latest trend and like everybody's saying, oh, you need to have a book. I don't know. I feel that I feel that like you're just jumping on the bandwagon and that's kind of lazy. Like if, if a book is the best way for you to reach a certain audience and you know that you're effective in that medium, then go for it. Uh, a book, I think, is always going to open like new opportunities for you, but don't do it aimlessly just because, right? It has to work in the scheme of, of how you're going to get to your goals and in alignment with your strengths and your talents because people, people are going to see through that. If you're going to do something like half-assed, you know, if you're going to write a book and it's half-assed and that's not the best place for you to be and for you to reach your audience, you probably wasted your time. You know what I mean? So yeah. for me, like, I always wanted to author a book. I know that I'm a better writer than I am a speaker, even though I speak now. I, I never wanted to be a speaker, actually. I wanted to be a writer, and I wanted to be an author. And speaking are just opportunities that opened up because I wrote a book, and, and even before I wrote a book. Uh, those are just opportunities that happen to, like, fall into my lap, basically, because of my connections or because of my... Uh, because of my show, so it was a, it was kind of like a side effect of what I really like to do and where I know I'm most effective. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I, I have to yeah. say about that. No, that's good. Yeah, and it's it's really good. I mean, that's that's the thing you put into hard work. I mean, that's that's the only way to succeed, really. You know, especially if you're yeah. if you want to like you know be successful, enjoy a great life that will touch people and make them better. You know, you got to work hard in order to get to that goal for the better. Right, and and don't be everywhere. I think I think that that's a very ambitious thing to to be everywhere. And I think you need a team to be everywhere on all these different platforms and stuff, and write a book and do a show and do a podcast. But like, where are you most effective? Because most of us is just us doing it, right? It's just we're just solopreneurs when we're just starting out. So be where you're most effective. Because otherwise you're going to waste your time or you're going to be putting in like 50% over here, 30% over here, 30% over here. Like uh, it, it's hard to really gain momentum when you're not giving it at all. So yeah. I would focus on where your strength is and where you're most effective and focus your energy on that and just keep doing that. You don't need to be everywhere. You need to be, you need to be where you're most effective. Yeah, definitely agree. And, and of course it kind of like transitions in a sense to, you know, like, you know, like right now, like how you say, the bright and shiny object syndrome, like in different social media platforms, that's so coming out per se, and it's like mm-hmm. you know you might see a lot of people saying, "Oh, you got to be on this platform, or you got to be in this platform per se." But in a sense, it really, you know, it's just like, you know, it's like they want to be everywhere at once. But so how? So the question for you is, how would uh, you know which uh, social media platform or any uh, platform is right for you and your business. You got you got to try it, right? 
I would I would go look out what what you're already on. Most of us are already on Facebook. I still feel that Facebook is is pretty powerful as means of uh, gaining attention to what you're doing. As far as engagement, I still like YouTube better than Facebook, even though I get far more reach on Facebook. So for me, Facebook is like it's almost uh, not an empty not an empty number, but it for me it's just a number for social proof's sake. I get I get some good engagement on there, but usually these people are my friends. Like they they know me in person. They're not they're not specifically like uh, audience members in the in the in the lab, right? So I prefer YouTube because people can view my content and the content that I like to make is video, and then they make a comment and I comment right back. It's a direct link to me, versus say podcasting where. You maybe can leave a review. You can't leave me any comments on the podcast. You can consume my my content, but it's kind of one way, kind of one way street on on iTunes and on the podcast world. So that's why I kind of switched from podcasting to to making purely video content. So I would look at what you're on right now. What do you like to engage with, right? Some people are like, why do I have like, oh, Snapchat's here. Like, do I have to do that? No, it's another thing I got to go do. It's it's not. It doesn't have to be another thing you got to go do. If you have something that's working for you, then keep doing that. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you haven't found a platform yep. that you really enjoy posting content on, then, you know, by all means, keep searching, keep experimenting. And they all have free trials, so you just got to go out there and, and find out what works for you. And really give good things, like, like give things a good shake. So I tried podcasting for a long time, a long time. That's my roots. But it really wasn't where I could feel uh, and see the the connection and the results that I wanted from what I'm doing, right? I didn't want to just put out content, put out content. I want that content to do something for me in my business that leads to a sale or something like that, right? Because I need to make money. So I I went to where my money was. And this is something that came from uh, my friend Aaron Pearson, who's going to be speaking at my event, getting the lab alive. And he said... I was I was asking him the same question. Where do we go? What what uh, platform should we be on? What should we focus on first? There's so many out there. He said, go where your money is. Not go where the money is, but go where your money is. So if you follow where your money is, that, that's probably the, the platform that you should be focusing on. For me, it was Facebook and YouTube. And I effectively eliminated iTunes, if you can believe that. Like, I, I would love to be on iTunes if I had somebody else doing that job for me in my team but I don't it's just me you know what I mean so I need to focus on what's actually bringing me money in my business okay so now I gotta ask this question why yeah why did you eliminate iTunes even though iTunes is the most like you know popular place like for podcasts per se I mean because yeah. your show, because your show was uh, recognized on iTunes as new noteworthy for season one and season two you know, but yeah. you just decided to just scrap that. So why did you go that route yeah. and not uh, be in a iTunes anymore? Uh, yeah, it's just what I said. I mean, I, I was getting decent downloads and cool exposure, uh, but it wasn't in the data. When I look at the data, you know, it's not converting to me. And I'm not getting the connection that I want with my audience. So while people, like, there's nothing wrong with podcasting. I'm going to tell you that. There's nothing wrong with it. But for me... Right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna follow where my money is. Right, I'm gonna go where my money is. So, 
is there no is there no money in podcasting? Of course not. Of course there's a bunch of money in podcasting, but for my audience and for me specifically, it's not. Right? So Yeah. I think that's what's most important is you, you have to be real about yourself and your content and where you're most effective and where you can make money because it's not just about putting content out for three years or something and hoping that somebody sponsors you. You know, you really have to be proactive in how you're going to make money. Otherwise, you're going to fall off like a bunch of other podcasters and content creators that have been in this for two, three years and they go, man, I don't even know how to make money from this. I've just been putting out content for years and years for free. And that's great when you're trying to find your voice and develop a voice, but that doesn't put, you know, that doesn't feed your family, right? That doesn't pay the bills. So you have to be real with yourself and you have to follow where your money is, right? And wake up to that. Yeah, definitely true. Now, uh, now of course, uh, you know, you've, you know, you're, Please share more about uh, your event that's coming up again because I, because I don't think many of us might know about that. Sure, yeah. So Get in the Lab Live is uh, is going to be in Huntington Beach on August 14th, and I've been in the position to like work with some really amazing vendors and sponsors and speakers and friends uh, and mentors, and it's not just going to be me teaching how how to use video in your video marketing. Uh, structure in your business um, but also I have some great speakers coming on like Jeff Koga talking about uh, social media growth and rapid social media growth you have Amanda Moss talking about systemization this was the biggest gap in my business and I'm so happy that she's going to be working with us how to systemize your business the funnels right the sales funnels the touch points we have Aaron Pearson coming on talking about disruptive branding, how to get attention with design and where to go and how to be disruptive with that. And we have Marcos Orozco who's going to be teaching uh, how to publish your first book without even writing anything. <laughs> uh, he helped me get the number one best-selling author on Amazon. He's a terrible writer. He doesn't write anything, and I can attest to that. <laughs> when he was coaching me to get my number one, he was like, I'm sorry, like every message was a video message or an audio message because he just absolutely refuses to type. And so that just gives a lot of hope to people. It's like, you can have a number one best-selling author on Amazon without even typing anything. That's amazing. Uh, that was very true. So uh, who else is coming on? My husband's uh, commercial ph- uh, photography company is going to come in. We're going to do these pr- promotional, um, like, shoots for you. So, for example, you come in, you shoot in front of the backdrop. You can use that image um, all rights all rights granted for like an ad or something, and Jeff is going to show you how to do that. Uh, Dropout Joe is going to be there. My sister, she's going to be catering a custom menu because she wants to own her own coffee shop. Like it's going to be oh, so nice. dope, and it's going to yeah, it's going to be at the venue in uh, Huntington Beach, and it's just going to be a full day of working on your business, letting you know how to work out high level strategy with video marketing, and then at the end it's like drinks by the beach, so it's going to be a good time. Wow. That is awesome, dude. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's almost like a family affair in a sense, you know, being involved with your event. That's really cool. I keep it tight. Yeah. I mean, we're like, we have two other businesses that are uh, family run and that's kind of my style. I like to keep it really tight and work with people that I trust and that have actually helped me grow my business personally or just me personally as a, as a human being. They've made me a better person. And so I like to bring and provide a stage for those people and a springboard for those people, as well as myself, and uh, share that with the rest of my audience. And that's what Get in the Lab Live is. 
That's awesome there. Now, of course, now speaking of events, uh, before your event, you're going to be speaking again at uh, Podcast Movement, which is which will be your second time speaking. You know, so yeah. can you share more about, uh, you know, about, uh, well, what to, what can we expect? Which you can well, just give us a little synopsis of what you're, what you're going to be speaking about, you know. Sure. So my title of my talk is uh, is titled uh, "Why I Broke Up with iTunes." <laughs> so uh, I I think it'll be interesting because I came from podcasting background and I understand that world very well. Um, but it, it no longer the platform no longer served me in the way that I needed to that I needed it to. And so I needed to pivot and I needed to figure out how I was going to reach my audience. And when people are starting out, it's not. It's not always about jumping on the template thing of like, okay, be it, go to go set up a show, have the same intro, have the same music, have the same structure. You know, I want to show that people can be them. It's all good for them to be them and to be original and to own their originality and to find their audience that way. And so that's that's basically what my talk is going to be about kind of guys that, you know, why I broke up with iTunes <laughs> and I'm not dogging on iTunes. I'm not dogging on uh, podcasting, but what's more important is learning who you are as a content creator and being able to connect with your audience and find your audience when you're first starting out. Cause I think that's, that eludes a lot of people for too long of a time. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, since uh, you host the show, I'm going to allow you to ask me a question here, you know, on uh, my show. Okay. Um, Let me see. When are you going to start using video marketing in your business? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, if, if I were to, yeah, if I were to post to you, don't you think video will help you grow your business? And that's a rhetorical question because it can help every business. But uh-huh. I guess the more pressing the more pressing question is, how do you think you can start to use video in your business? And maybe you can give a heads up to your audience and be like, yeah, I, I want to use video too, but I don't even know where to freaking start. What would Cheval do? Okay. Well, I'm going to say I'm already using a video uh, for my business right. per se uh, because I'm, using, I'm on Blab. You know, I'm using Blab, ah, to, record, yeah, Blab. Mm-hmm. to record my show. But here's what I'm doing now. You know, since I learned this uh, lesson from Steve Dotto uh, on YouTube, said that um, that you can upload your, you know, app, you can up, you know, you can use the bits of bits for your Blab and put it on your YouTube channel per se. Mm, so in a excellent. sense, so in a sense, when you uh, you know, you could put your video out there. Use bits and pieces you can put on your YouTube channel, and you can showcase what's going. You know what you did, like what your interviews with your guests. Like that's what I'm going to be. That's what I'm doing right now. You know, use oh, the snippets cool, on the lab to put on my uh, YouTube my my YouTube channel for my business. Bolano Media for anyone that wants to know. No, don't mean to self promote, but that's what I'm doing. Uh, and yeah. then, then of course, you know the entire the rest of it. I'm using of of course my podcast here. You know, so it's mm-hmm. kind of like a double uh, double win there, using video and pod and audio for my podcast. So for my awesome. business, so that's what I'm doing with that. Awesome, there. yeah, I love it. 
I love it. And then share the, sharing that on all the other platforms, right? Go go ahead and check yeah. this out. And, right. Cool. Perfect. Yep. Love it. Totally. Yeah, but I'm going to give people a little heads up, though, because, you know, I, I mean, because I sent an article, because there's an article out there that's on Blab, you know, many, many, I don't know where Blab is right now, but it could, I mean, there's other, I don't know if this, there could be other video platforms out there that could be, you know, might, it just depends on what, what video platform is right for you. So you just got to, you just got to do your research to see what, uh, which uh, plat- which uh, social media platform or, or content creation platform is right for you or your business, per se. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, but now I got to ask this question. Um, you know, if, you know, who, who in your mind is uh, using social media correctly? And uh, why should any uh, sports organization or anyone follow them? Oh, who's using social media correctly? Uh, like engaging oh. with the audience. Yeah. Um, well, we, we have a climbing gym. Uh, we have two climbing gyms that we climb at, and one is called Sender One. And uh, the other one's called Factory Bouldering. And both of these gyms do an amazing job of communicating to their audience and getting them involved and using social media to do that. Um, and they also use very high production, high quality video marketing within their uh, within their business scheme, and it's really well done. So it's at Sender One, I think, and then at the Factory Boulder or something like that. I forget. I could probably give that to you. Um, I follow them on Instagram. I follow them on Facebook, um, and they they always make you feel like you're very much a part of that culture, a part of that life. Um, I feel like I'm still on the fringes because I'm so, I'm just so like, you know, hundred percent in my entrepreneurship, but, um, the climbing life, they're, they're very good at that. Um, and as far as sporting, sporting people, like, yeah, they could take a, they could take a page from them, but I don't follow a lot of sports teams. So I, I bet they probably got that on lock as well, but they're doing that sender one the, and factory building. They're doing all the right things. And, uh, I, I applaud them. All right. Now, uh, three more questions. Uh, if we had the opportunity to interview anyone, uh, past or present, on your show, out, if you ever decide to interview someone, but outside of your family members, who would that person be? Oh, okay. I would probably be um, Bart Kwan from <laughs> JK Films or Joe. Joe or Bart from JK Films, I would like to pick their brain because they, they give it to you very honestly and they would tell you how they have structured their business and how they have grown from, uh, you know, two kids making videos on YouTube to blowing up and creating basically a very strong empire of channels and views of viewership and uh, an audience. So, yeah. All right. Now, where can people find out more about uh, your book, uh, The Video Marketer's Cookbook, and also uh, your show, uh, Get in the Lab? Sure, yeah. For uh, Get in the Lab, you can search Get in the Lab on YouTube. Uh, the website is getinthelab.me. Uh, the Video Marketer's Cookbook is on Amazon. You just have to search it. Um, 
what else? The, the URL, the videomarketerscookbook.com. I still have some uh, hard covers and some paperbacks, really nice quality from my Kickstarter campaign that are still sitting in my <laughs> sitting in my room. So we have a couple of those. Um, and yeah, that's it. All right. Well, Megan Lee Boo, I want to say thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here. I want to word I'm truly honored. Uh, do you have any final words for our audience? Um, yeah. So if I think a lot of people are worried about the cost of video. I'm getting this a lot. And um, to get started with video marketing, you just have to look in your pocket because your phone is probably in your pocket, and that's how you can get started. And that didn't cost you anything. <laughs> Unless you're, I mean, your regular phone bill. But to get started with video marketing, that's all it takes. But if you want to do high production, if you want to do high quality, then you've got to be like, you've got to have a high quality mentality, and be willing to commit and invest in what that takes. All right. That's well, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to say again, thank you for joining me on What's the Word. Thank you. Appreciate it, Cheval. All right. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Amelia Vu. Please check her uh, website, gendelab.me, and also buy the Video Marketers Cookbook because I guarantee you're going to learn a lot because she is the expert in video marketing. And I can guarantee you will enjoy uh, what she has to share in her in her book. And also, please turn into her, her show, Get in the Lab, too, which is in season currently in season four. So you can learn a lot about, like, you know, VR marketing as well. So check it out. Well, if you miss this episode live, it'll be archived on iTunes and, and Stitcher and Google Play Music, you know, where you can look it up. And also, now you can uh, visit, you can, uh, you can visit my my social media consultancy uh, company, www.palomia.com, to, uh, check, to uh, check out, uh, you know, you know, these, this episode and other past episodes as well. So please check it out. Well, that is it for this show. I want to thank you for joining me on What's the Word. The show that's about finding out what inspires people to succeed in their respective careers. My name is Cheval John. Be real and be independent. And I leave you now with uh, Krista Earl with uh, People. I will see you uh, next month, next week. And have a great uh, Memorial Day weekend. And see you guys later.